convincing and persuasive way. It's not me you have to persuade. It's the American people whose trust um, you deserve and whose trust you have to maintain. A third principle is judicial review. And here I would just remind the committee about the Supreme Court's decision in Trump versus Mazars. The court said about this committee that in fact, it has to conduct an investigation for a legitimate purpose. A fishing expedition is not a legitimate purpose. Moreover, the court in Trump versus Mazars said that it is not a legitimate purpose for the House or House committee to be conducting the function of law enforcement. And I heard many references here to criminal misbehavior, to whether or not somebody should be thrown in jail, uh, criticisms of a prosecutor, Mr. Weiss. That sounds to me like an attempt to really substitute for um, the proper legitimate proceedings of the House. Um, two other safeguards real quickly. One is that these proceedings should be based on principle, not partisanship. And I fear that what we're hearing today, which can trace all the way back to 2019, and accusations made against Mr. Biden as far back as then, are really driven by partisan animus more than they are by principle. And a final safeguard is for the House, the full House, to authorize an impeachment inquiry. That does not come from me. That comes from Speaker McCarthy. He said there should be the full House's approval. It also comes from Mr. Trump's Justice Department, who said there must be, a, uh, a committee must be authorized by the full House. That has not happened here. My concern is with the Constitution. That's what my devotion is to. And I hope all of us understand that there's nothing more serious than honoring our Constitution and following the design the framers gave us. Thank you. Gentlemen, time has expired. Uh, I do want to state the fact in 2019, the D.C. District Court judge ruled a vote of the full House was not required to commence an impeachment inquiry. Now we're going to begin the, the question and answer phase. We have 47 members here today that are going to ask questions, so we're going to abide by the five minutes. Uh, I will begin, followed by Ranking Member Raskins. This week, the Oversight Committee issued another bank subpoena targeting specific wires originating from Beijing. Most of our bank subpoenas have been for Biden Family Associates accounts, resulting in thousands of pages of bank records. We've identified these bank accounts based on suspicious activity reports filed with the Treasury Department after being flagged by the banks. The bank records obtained this week showed that on August 2nd, 2019, Jonathan Lee and Ms. Tain Ling in Beijing sent Hunter Biden $250,000 listing Joe Biden's home address in Wilmington, Delaware. The wire stated it was for a personal investment. A second wire showed that on July 26, 2019, Ms. Wang Shin uh, sent $10,000 listing Joe Biden's home address in Wellington, Delaware. The 10,000 wire said it was a loan to beneficiary. Now let's talk about the $250,000 personal investment. Sure looks like Jonathan Lee was making a substantial investment in the Bidens months after Joe Biden announced his run for the presidency in April 2019. Now, who is Jonathan Lee? During Devin Archer's interview with the Oversight Committee, he explained how Vice President Biden developed a relationship with Jonathan Lee. Vice President Biden had coffee with Jonathan Lee in Beijing. 
He talked with him on the phone and even wrote a college recommendation letter for Mr. Lee's children. Hunter Biden even met with Jonathan Lee after flying on Air Force Two to Beijing with Joe Biden. The Beijing Bidens cultivated a relationship with Jonathan Lee and other Chinese nationals for one reason and one reason only, to access their wealth. As we all know, the Bidens had nothing to sell except the brand, which was Joe Biden. Hunter Biden sold the brand well, making the Biden family millions from China and elsewhere. While Joe Biden was vice president, Hunter Biden became an investor in a Chinese investment fund with Jonathan Lee and owned a percentage of BHR Partners through one of his many LLCs. This was a political problem for his dad, the big guy, who was running for president. In October 2019, two months after the Beijing wires, Hunter Biden's lawyer claimed he served only as a member of the board of directors in an unpaid position. This was Hunter Biden's lawyer. So he was in an unpaid position. Abby Lowell now claims the money is a documented loan from a private individual. Now, these wire statements are very concerning, and the Biden's defenders' justification for the money isn't consistent with what we know from the suspicious activity reports from Treasury. Mr. Dubinsky, I'm very skeptical of Abby Lowell's statement that the quarter million dollar payment from Jonathan Lee and another woman was a loan because the wire states it was a personal investment. We've also reviewed documents at Treasury that don't support Mr. Lowell's theory. In your experience, are international loans of this amount supported by documentation such as loan terms, interest rates, and repayment schedule? Yes, Mr. Chairman. They so, typically would be. You would see that. You would see uh, documents uh, setting forth the interest rates, terms of repayments, all of those. Absolutely. So, so would it be important to review Hunter Biden's bank records and see if Hunter Biden paid back the money to Jonathan Lee or if he sent the money to someone else? I don't know, using a cashier's check, for example? Well, as somebody mentioned earlier, it's very important to follow the money. And, Absolutely. And that's very important in this situation. Thank you. Professor Turley, we all know what this payment's really for. It's for influence peddling and selling the Biden brand. Now, to date, we've shown that the Biden family and their companies received more than $15 million without providing any known legitimate services between 2014 and 2019. If you include the business associates and their companies, they've received over $24 million. Based on evidence we've developed so far, what are some of the potential laws we should be analyzing during our impeachment inquiry? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I actually lay out what are the most obvious potential articles of impeachment without saying that those have been established, but the ones that, that I recommend for the committee to focus on. And one of the things I recommend is that the committee actually start by looking at potential crimes, because I've said that in the past two uh, um, impeachment, that it's a, an important thing to front load criminal acts for the reasons I laid out. Uh, it gives the, the, a very high standard for impeachment, quite frankly, higher than it's binding. I said in the last two impeachments, you can't impeach for non-criminal conduct. So uh, I suggest starting there, but as I talk about in my uh, testimony, bribery, obstruction, conspiracy, abuse of power, those have all been raised in past impeachments. Abuse of power is, is the article that is very, very common. It tends to be a, a catch-all, and it is the one that I've always been a little bit uncomfortable with, which is why I suggest you end there rather than start there, because that's the article that brings in a lot of non-criminal conduct, and frankly, I think that you need to focus as much as you can on the evidence and whether you can establish these connections. Very good. Thank you. Chair now recognize Mr. Raskin to Maryland for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Professor Gerhardt, has there ever been an impeachment process launched in the middle of a government shutdown? No. 
Um, but why did the Office of Legal Counsel uh, opine that there must be a vote of the full House before a committee launches into an impeachment investigation? Why did uh, Speaker McCarthy insist on it and, in fact, say that there would be one in this case? I think the Office of Legal Counsel said that, at least in part, because an impeachment inquiry is deadly serious. It is, again, just about the most serious thing any House committee ever undertakes. And one safeguard against a committee acting um, on the basis of just, let's say, the party membership is to ensure that the full House is behind the impeachment inquiry. Um, a dozen of uh, our colleagues on the Republican side have already called for impeachment. I'm struck by the fact that of the four expert witnesses brought together today, not a single one of them argued that a sufficient quantum of evidence exists today to justify the impeachment of President Biden. Is there any precedent in our country for launching an impeachment inquiry absent evidence of wrongdoing by the president? Um, no. And in fact, I would just point out that with Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton and President Trump in 2019, the full House authorized those impeachment inquiries. Lev Parnas sent us a letter in which he said, uh, it was addressed to, to Chairman Comer, in which he said, the narrative you are seeking for this investigation has been proven false many times over by a wide array of respected sources. There is simply no merit to investigating this matter any further. And he says, please abandon this effort to investigate the Bidens, which is nothing more than a wild goose chase. And he was Rudy Giuliani's right-hand man gallivanting all over the world to try to put together a case back in 2019 that Joe Biden had uh, done something wrong. Uh, do you agree that given that the uh, evidence we've looked at over the eight months comes down to this discredited Burisma conspiracy theory, we should hear from those responsible for concocting the story in the first case, uh, in the first place, specifically Love Parnas and Rudy Giuliani? Absolutely. Um, what did you think about the fact that the very first act of the committee in its impeachment investigation was to reject the idea of subpoenaing Lev Parnas and Rudy Giuliani, who are at the heart of the story that's the basis for impeachment? I think if there's going to be an investigation into the president, all the evidence, that is to say, all the participants, anyone that has knowledge should be spoken to. Um, we have uh, lots of colleagues on this committee and off the, off the committee who've called for the impeachment of Joe Biden, who also voted against impeaching Donald Trump for inciting a violent insurrection against the union. And hundreds of people have gone to jail uh, in subsidiary acts under the umbrella of that insurrectionary process. Now, can you come up with a theory that it would allow someone to say, I am going to vote to impeach Joe Biden for offenses unstated and evidence unknown, but I will oppose uh, and vote against the impeachment of Donald Trump for inciting a violent insurrection against the union, which is something that concurrent bipartisan majorities voted for in the House and the Senate. I cannot, and I might just add as a, as a law professor, um, that one of the things I uh, suggest to my students 
in trying to assess the constitutionality of any governmental action is to take the names out, switch the names or switch the political parties and see if the outcome is the same. So if Joe Biden had incited a violent insurrection against the union and said, you go and fight and fight like hell, and if you don't, you won't have a country anymore, would you consider that uh, in the ensuing mayhem and chaos Absolutely. to be an impeachable event Absolutely. or not? Uh, it, to your mind, in applying the law to the facts, have you seen any evidence that Joe Biden has done anything remotely comparable to what Donald Trump did, which earned him his impeachment in the bipartisan vote of the House? Uh, I have not. And I also just might add, you know, with all due respect, I heard the phrase Biden family many, many times. But that's doesn't I don't know who the Biden family is. <laughs> I don't know who's, re who's being referenced when people talk about the Biden family. Thank I you, Professor Gerhardt. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to move for unanimous consent to introduce Lev Parnas's July 18th, 2023 letter to you and to me and to the rest of the committee into the official record of this proceeding. Without objection to order, Chair now recognizes the Chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, Jason Smith from Missouri for five minutes. Thank you, uh, thank you Mr. Chairman. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing to be sitting in your committee. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. Yesterday, we had a committee to release um, over 700 pages of documents that came from the two IRS whistleblowers based on the last oversight hearing when they presented before this committee um, where members, both Republican and Democrat, asked for additional information, and they provided it, and we brought it forward. Um, what was interesting is the other side of the aisle um, actually mentioned Trump a whole lot more than they ever mentioned Biden. And it's happening over here too. So I think it's kind of consistent both in the Ways and Means Committee and in the Oversight Committee. But Ms. Connor, my question is, is yesterday, the Ways and Means Committee voted to release additional information provided, like I said, by Gary Shapley and Mr. Ziegler. One of the documents shows that Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf ordered investigators not to pursue leads into possible campaign finance violations. We know that over $2 million of Hunter Biden's tax liabilities were paid off by a big Democrat party donor and Hollywood lawyer who was named Kevin Morris. James Biden, the president's brother, told investigators he did not know how Hunter Biden even knew this individual, but was later asked to thank him for the payment, quote, on behalf of the family, the Biden family, the family. So how would such payments that essentially pushed under the rug the president's son's tax problems, at least for one year, be considered a campaign finance violation on part of the Biden campaign? Thank you for the question. I have no idea. I thought you were going to ask me, why would Leslie Wolf say, don't look into that? And I think the answer to that probably is that if it's a campaign contribution, then it implicates uh, political person number one. And that apparently is a big barrier that had been created throughout this entire investigation. And as far as it being a campaign contribution, that $2 million actually was intended to satisfy the liabilities for two years of Hunter Biden's late filed and unpaid taxes. Uh, is it unusual um, for 
an assistant prosecutor to say, don't, don't look at this individual, this person's off limits? As I mentioned in my opening statement, that is how investigations develop. The agents follow the leads wherever they take them. And in this case, they, a legitimate investigation was being done of money that was being paid. And for the assistant U.S. attorney who is, who is orchestrating the investigation to say, don't look at that anymore, I think the reason is related to another uh, uh, instruction of hers that she didn't want to get public integrity involved. And that tells us that she was looking beyond Hunter Biden and into a person whose activities would be subject to public integrity at so DOJ. One thing that I want to ask, um, since you worked tax division for DOJ, if Kevin Morris gave a gift of $2 million to help pay off Hunter Biden's um, debts, who has to report that on their taxes? Does Mr. Morris have to report it or does Hunter Biden? Well, as I understand it, the uh, parties are claiming that it's a loan and that Hunter Biden will pay it back between 2025 and Would that have to be reported on any tax records? If it's, if it's a loan, no, uh, but I, I, don't, I haven't seen any of the documentation of that loan. And that is one I'm sure Mr. Dubinsky can tell you that calling something a loan is one way to uh, claim that it's not taxable income. So one quick question. Um, you know, we... We uncovered yesterday that um, the Biden family and associates received um, over $20 million from 23 different countries that they had business ties to or communications with. And they also had over 20 um, shell LLCs um, where they would transfer money in and out. If you were still sitting in your office in DOJ's tax division, would this web of entities and activities concern you? I would make sure that my prosecutors were concerned about it. Thank you. Thank you. Chair, now recognize Ms. Norton from the District of Columbia. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm Professor uh, Gerhardt, uh, pleased to have you with us today. In your testimony, you referenced Alexander Hamilton's warning about the dangers of trivializing impeachment. Uh, through petty partisanship. Um, uh, I let can me tell ask you, you, Mr. Ger Gerhardt, one of my uh, one of my fears in this. We're going to cut back to this. Um, we're we're in an existential fight for our country right now. We have a financial and economic crisis that has to be dealt with. The centerpiece of do doing that is get, taking on the federal is taking on the Leviathan. In making sure and taking on the Leviathan that we are um, understand that it is just not to take it down in scale, but it's to take it down in its direction. Anybody that believes in limited government and t it gives you the happy talk in limited government that's not in for this fight right now is just a BS artist because it's the only way you're going to get it. You're not going to sit there with all your speeches and you saw the... I guess you didn't see, and we didn't either, but the Keebler Elves last night, just more nonsense, more irrelevant nonsense coming out of, um, coming out of um, uh, the Reagan Library with the Keebler Elves. This is the fight. Now, and this shows you, I think, the overall incompetence of uh, McCarthy because the case for bribery and treason uh, by Biden is about as straightforward as you can get. But you have to, first off, 
so many more um, um, subpoenas should have gone out, so many more information if you'd gotten ready for this and had the will to see it through to the end. Been coordinated, tougher, more focused, on point. Because they're just not going to sit there. Remember, the Democratic Party assassins are not the whiffing poofs of the Republican Party. Why are we here right now? And why do you have the Danforths and you got the, you got the Wall Street Journal editorial on Trump going off on Trump yesterday? Um, that these populist nationalists are too mean, too divisive, too tough. Um, you know, you don't want to go have a cocktail with them later. And and we, the you know, the conservative Danforth, the constitutional conservatives. If you believe in limited government and you believe in fiscal responsibility as an underpinning of limited government in this, in this constitutional republic, you have to believe in fighting for it. Um, you know, the Democrats are just not going to sit there and, and have you have high-flowing speeches and, and, you know, the Professor Turley's of the world – and others, these constitutions, unless you have thought this thing through in nine or ten moves, because those are the clips they're going to be playing. You have to have muzzle velocity on something like this. You have to have you have to have a maniacal focus in hitting it. And like I said, I, we've been juggling a lot of balls here today. We are, and now they're announcing they're going to probably try to vote on the appropriations bills. Four of them this afternoon. In the Senate right now, in the Senate right now, they are meeting uh, with with uh, Haggerty and Katie Britt and some others to maybe attach uh, a border resolution or part of HR, part of HR, part of HR, the HR bill in there, right in there. It's some sort of sop to trick people in. So that's going on simultaneously. And we're trying to cover that because that is a thing of the moment. And here you're seeing, and I don't, I, I don't want to be down on the hard work that's been done, the hard work that's been done by Jim Jordan and been done by Smith over at Ways and Means and been done by Jamie Comer. But this was put out as a shiny toy. Remember, why are we here today on, on this Thursday? Why are we here today? And in the middle of this essential metaphorical gunfight to get control of Leviathan and to get control of the beast, why are we then launching what's only been done a couple times in the history of this Republican impeachment hearing on a sitting president for bribery and treason, which it couldn't get any more serious? And I know we're the look, the facts are there, the information, but also just to last night even dump the emails, 700 pages of emails that shows now to bring up, which I have advocated from the beginning, is much more important even than the Ukraine aspect of it. When the Ukraine aspect of it is very important, but to show their involvement with CEFC, and remember, that's just not a Chinese energy company. That is the, that company was a capital markets allocator for One Belt, One Road, which is their physical infrastructure program to unite the Eurasian landmass and to become a hegemon and drive the United States from the Pacific. 
and also to to not just the Eurasian landmass, also to 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 uh, tie in sub-Saharan Africa and the oil fields of the Middle East. And you see them actually taking money, which I said from the beginning is most important. Why does that get dumped on, on last night? So I'm not certainly down on doing this. This must be done. Joe Biden took bribes from foreign countries and our enemies, our mortal enemies. And he did that to deliver certain aspects for them, like shut down, the, even though it was a program to just go roll up a bunch of professors at colleges, at least it was something the China Initiative, the DOJ and, uh, and the FBI had. But if you're going to bring it, you've got to bring it. Jamie Raskin and Goldman are not, these are assassins. The Democratic Party, remember, they had Nancy Pelosi, and I realize when I mention her name, a lot of the audience spits on the floor. I'm sorry. But Nancy Pelosi, when she rolled, she rolled hard. That You didn't have Kevin McCarthy. You didn't have Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan's giving interviews right now. A sitting board member on the foreigners at Fox that run the country that did that uh, the flop last night at the Reagan Library to smear the, 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 the legacy of Ronald Reagan. And he's a sitting board member. Show me any sitting board member on any media company that's ever given an interview and saying the number one objective we have to do is to stop Trump. This is what you, and Paul Ryan's a fire breather now. He wasn't a fire breather when he was uh, Speaker of the House or John Boehner. They're on the pocket of the of the uh, of the of the lobbyists. Why why are we sitting here right now? And if you've watched our live stream, we've been playing all night the heroic efforts of these. Uh, congressmen to sit there all night and to fight on budgets that already come out of committees stacked with these rhino Republicans that are not tough enough. They have too much spending and they're too woke. And they're sitting there all night long in these fights on the amendments. And wh- why, why are Garrett Graves, the great genius that gave us the, the debt ceiling deal and, the, uh, and McHenry with the little bow tie, why are they not up there? Why is McCarthy not leading this? I told you the next 48 to 72 hours, the next 42, we're going to hit a break here. We got this. We got a, we got a, we're a commercial operation. We, I want to thank Real America's Voice, by the way, for letting us blow the brakes in the first, uh, in the first hour, okay? And for our sponsors, it's, it's, we'll get to that hopefully in the last 30 minutes, but it's a day of historic import. As we start an impeachment hearing, at the same time, we have a historic fight to get control of the Leviathan. I don't want to hear any more Republicans ever say again, unless you're in this fight now, don't let the phrase limited government cross your lips and don't let the phrase fiscal responsibility cross your lips because you're a liar and you're a con artist. You're seeing it here in the nitty gritty, tough in the trenches of how that has to happen. How did we possibly get a federal budget of seven trillion dollars? And, and, and we look at the discretionary. I think a third of it's not even authorized. You're exposing all the games that have been played here. For who? For the benefit of the wealthy, the benefit of the lobbyists, the benefits of the oligarchs on Wall Street. And now, because they held it out as a shiny toy, they wanted to divert you. This is an old Fox trick. 
oh, the MAGA, they're all going to run because they're all foaming at the mouth over Hunter Biden. And they're all such a bunch of idiots that breathe through their mouths. Oh, let's give him the impeachment. Remember, he came back and Maria Bartiromo the first Sunday back. He said, well, you know, you really I'm going to need more time because if the government shuts down on midnight on the 30th, then gosh, gee whiz, gee willikers. We can't we can't really go forward with the impeachment. Screw you. And by the way, if this is the performance you're going to give us today, because I didn't feel any heat. And like I said, we're juggling 10 balls. We had Rosendale here. We got other congressmen that are blowing us up on things that are happening. There's a lot of negotiating. On midnight on the 30th, we've told you about this since the debt ceiling was the, the, the debt ceiling cave by the Republican establishment, the bought and paid for Republican establishment caved back in the spring, that midnight on the 30th is what it's going to come down to. This is not shutting down the government, okay? This is not defunding the government. This is not defunding. This is about the definancing of Leviathan. This is about the definancing. And starting at midnight that night, they got to play on our rules. That's why Rosendale and Boebert and Gates and these heroes, and you got about eight or ten of them, and there's about another ten that's saying, hey, I, I got to do it. 202-225-3121. Now's the time to get to the ramparts because there's deals being cut, the threats being made in the imperial capital. If you want to, def- if you want to, if you believe in limited government, if you want your liberty and you want your freedom back, now is the time to act. And no more performance theater. This is where the rubber meets the road. So let your voice be heard. Hey, finally, after an hour and a half, we're going to take a short commercial break. I want to thank Real America's Voice for doing this, letting us blow the brakes. Really appreciate it. Short commercial break. We're streaming everywhere. The streams are going to stay up. I need people on the ramparts on the House side. We need them on the impeachment side. Short break. Back in a minute. Do you get the feeling that the unthinkable is going to happen soon? Well, I do. But between the distractions and smoke screens in the media, we probably won't see it coming. That's why it's smart to invest in emergency food right away. As they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Let me repeat that. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Head to MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare today with emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious food kits offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. And don't forget about water filtration and purification products. These are perfect for your bug out bag, survival supply, or your camping pack. One thing is for sure in this world, we all need to stock up before panic sets in. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare for what is coming. So prepare with the best. MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action, action, action. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it because it just might. 
More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Let me give a very specific example, and I want to make a caveat here for this audience. We got a long, this is going to be a long, tough road in this impeachment, and this is another line of work. You're going to have to be able to do two things at one time, which is try to take down the Leviathan or confront the Leviathan. At the same time, you're trying to impeach someone for bribery and for uh, treason. This is not a small thing. And I agree with McCarthy. You can never make this political. This has to be the facts themselves. But in proving the Biden case, you also prove how the apparatus works. Remember, I said yesterday, in the next 72 hours, you are going to see who governs you. It's all going to be revealed who governs you. And if you think... You are governed by yourselves through your representatives and what a constitutional republic is supposed to be established for and deliver. You are going to be, I think, quite shocked. They're cutting deals left and right and back here. They got the knives out and they're cutting people up and they're cutting deals nonstop in the imperial capital right now. And the moneyed interests are going crazy. Right? Remember, last night, Chris Hayes, you had Boebert, you had MTG, you had others bravely sitting on the DOD, and the DOD bill is, is, is over-bloated. I consider myself a hawk. It's 800. It can't, we cannot continue on with the defense budget that big. The defense budget has to be cut, and one of the reasons it has to be cut, we have to bring the Defense Department to the 21st century warfare, fifth-generation warfare, economic warfare, using your capital markets. This is one of the reasons they're trying to de-dollarize us, trying to get us off the SWIFT system. But in the, in the other line of attack, in the other line to save this republic, you can't diminish this. When we say Mayorkas has to be impeached, look at the invasion on the southern border. When we say Merrick Garland has to be impeached and Chris Ray has to be impeached, Chris Ray, by the way, appointed by Donald J. Trump, have to be impeached is because of their activities. And their actions, when you say a guy like Biden has to be impeached, we have to have a standard of how serious this is. And let me and I haven't been able to follow the entire thing. But 
when the professor, one of the professors there, it gives the opening dialogue, and he's got some nice things he's laying out, and he's impeachable. And then Raskin, right on his cross, right on his cross, gets, and I think I heard this correctly. Well, have you seen any impeachable offenses? No. Have, is this worse than Trump on January 6th? No. That's maybe not a witness I call initially to lay out the case. Maybe my staff should have gone through and ask questions like that in making sure in the traditional preparation of the witnesses. And if that was the professor's thought and that's what he believes, maybe we sit around a conference table and say, hey, when we have on the whiteboard that professor's name, why don't we put him on the maybe category? Why don't we, maybe we bring him in in a couple of weeks. Maybe we don't start with him. It's just an idea. Remember... The phony impeachment. This, this show started on the impeachment. Why did I start this show? Why did this? Why am I even sitting here? Remember, nobody. I want John Fredericks to start talking about. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's named this thing. She's going to roll on by Thanksgiving. This is in 2019 when she's at the UN. I said, yeah, by and they're going to have a vote in the House impeaching by uh, Thanksgiving. They'll toss it to the Senate, and the Senate will have the trial by Christmas. He, he won't be removed from office, but he'll be impeached, and they'll have that to kick off the, the election year 2020. Now, I was off by six weeks, right? But everybody at the time says, Steve, that's fake news. What are, what are you talking about, fake news? No, 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 no. We started war room impeachment. But if you look at the Democrat as a bigger joke, and this is why this impeachment could reveal why we're in the Ukraine, because I still can't figure it out. It's not in the vital national security geopolitically of the United States of America, right? And they keep saying the sovereignty, the territorial integrity, uh, the self-determination of the Ukrainian people. Well, that's interesting for the Ukrainian people, and God bless them, and the frontline nations of NATO, go for it. But that's not in the vital national security interest of the United States, so maybe we find out why we shoveled, as I told you, and everybody has been lying to you, but they finally admitted 113 to $115 billion already, 60 minutes, and they got another one, $80 billion this year, starting with the six. But you go back to the phony first impeachment, and you see how they rolled. And, and until we got Elise Stefanik, what they call her, impeachment Barbie? Until Elise Stefanik stepped up to a microphone, I think on the second or third day, and was able to put order into it, we were back on our heels on that. We had no organized effort and no thought. And by the way, Jim Jordan and others of these guys who are nice men and good men. But we're talking about information warfare. We're talking about the way to present a narrative so people can understand it. And maybe I'm going to get off here because we're juggling balls, and maybe it's all been great this morning. But it didn't feel great. And this is at a very high level. We have to set standards. What did Chris Hayes, just in the, the, the can I play, I want to play the clip before, in this thing. Can we just play the clip, and can I take out Bobert and MTG? I just want to play the Chris, I want to play the Confederate Army clip. Because this last night, uh, on the opening segment of Chris Hayes, and Chris Hayes is a smart guy. He's kind of Rachel Maddow's, you know, her understudy, right? Hang on for one second. So when Chris Hayes opens with the A Block about MTG and Bobert and what we're doing to the defense budget to actually get some control of this thing, and, and symbolically, at least for now, because the Senate's not going to approve it, take Austin's salary down to a buck, is important. They blew up last night. We are the Confederate Army. They're saying this is the second wave of the insurgency. This is the stakes, and they make it in a clear thing that their audience 
And why do I think I play so much MSNBC and CNN? People are on there always playing MSNBC again. It's too much. Come on, dude. You need to see how it's being crafted. That's the war we're in. Man up. It's no time for whining, and it's no time to curl up in a fetal position, and no time to suck your thumb. By the way, if this is too hard for you, then that's what called a sunshine patriot. Go, go someplace else where they're going to throw you shiny toys all day. Because here you're going to do work, and you're going to man the ramparts as you've done because we're in this because of you right now. You have gotten us to this point, and they hate it. Let's play. I want to play quickly. This is what they think of you. Behind closed doors in this city, and this is just not the MSNBC crowd. This is what the rhinos, this is what the lobbyists, this is what the Republican establishment, this is what Romney and McConnell and all their guys and their staff, this is what they think of you. Let's play it. Overthrowing our government. And it has lead elements, including Trump, including folks like uh, like, like the former national security advisor, Mike Flynn. And the lead soldier in this in Congress is Tommy Tuberville, who is ridiculous, radical, reckless and racist. And I've called him Senator Redneck because that's what he is. You want someone to lead this ridiculous, racist uh, thing that undermines our national security. Tuberville's like me. I'll be your guy. And he is now doing that. He's got 10 minions who followed him to vote against CQ Brown. And every day it's something new that undermines our national security. It hurts our troops. It hurts our morale. Our enemies are celebrating. But Vladimir Putin loves this. But there's also the political side of this. This is driving the GOP further and further away from America and especially from independents like me. I've called this the Confederate wing of the GOP. They don't want to preserve the military of 2023. They want to create the Confederate army. They want to take us back to the 1800s. They don't understand this modern world and they're fighting it. And we've got to fight back. No, as a native of Richmond, Virginia, I can honestly say, given my hometown was burned to the ground, no, we're not interested in rebuilding the Confederate Army. And to have a guy like that's a left winger, has been running these veterans groups forever, right? To sit there and go, oh, I'm an independent is a, is a joke. However, this is what they say behind, this is what the rhinos and these guys saying behind closed doors. You're the most radical element. Well, here's a radical thing we have undertaken. Here's why you're radical. Remember, since 1967, this process we've seen in the last couple of days has not happened. They had these bills done in July, and they never brought them forward. Why? They don't want to see the unpleasantness of bringing these things forward, the unpleasantness of bringing these things forward and people actually debating how much money is spent, the scale is spent, and where it's spent. They don't want to do any of that. And I realize on this show, we're going to have to juggle two things. I want the audience, we're going to have to juggle uh, going back in. In fact, can we cut back in? Let's see what's happening at the impeachment. I've been ranting about There are some very powerful things coming forward, some very powerful things to be said. We will comprise it in the evening show, but let's go back to it. Um, I think it was Professor Turley talking about, you know, because he's not prejudging, of course, but he's just suggesting that maybe we want to look into criminal activity like obstruction fraud and abuse of power. So let's, let's take fraud. So shouldn't we be concerned that a New York judge just found President Biden's organization committed fraud every year for last 10 or 15 years and that under the Martin Law in New York, that Biden organization is now subject to dismemberment and dismantlement because of the fraudulent activity? Shouldn't, shouldn't that be a concern to us? That should be of concern with respect to Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump again. And, and in this case, we're not speculating. A, tr- a judge actually made that ruling? Yes, sir. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
Should we be concerned be ready about for the this. personal? I mean, while we're at it, since be, we're loading on. Be ready. These are all the clips we're going to play on MSNBC. These are the clips we're going to play on CNN. When you go about to do this, it is quite complex and quite complicated. It has to be very thought through. You have to be three or four moves ahead to understand how things are going to be crafted, to, to understand what's going to be asked, who's going to be brought forward. The facts themselves are damning. Remember, on the laptop from hell, that initial thing, and, and they get the 51 uh, intel officers to sign it, and he denied he lied in front of the American people thing. They understood the radioactivity of what Hunter had in that, in that computer, the, the, the interconnections and the money going, crossing hands from the Chinese Communist Party, from the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party, including Patrick Ho who Hunter Biden, not Steve Bannon, who Hunter Biden told, uh, said the New York Times was going to announce that he was the one of China's number one spies. Now, I don't know if he's China's number one spy, but he was definitely an intelligence asset, as was the chairman. And now you've got these emails that have come out to talk about where they're actively working for them and taking money from them, uh, Jim Biden and Hunter, to actively uh, buy uh, energy assets in Louisiana. But this has to be... It's called muzzle velocity. It has to, boom, it has to come forward with a motive power, with force. And it has to be clarity and clarifying. I think, and it's not perfect because we're being chop blocked all around, on the other line of work, on taking on the Leviathan, on taking on the administrative state, of taking on something. And people, the constitutional service go, why are you populists so divisive? Why are you so mean? Why is it everything's, your hair is on fire and everything's apocalyptic? Because the country is in a post-constitutional uh, existence. Don't believe me. Look at this budget right here. We're going through of what's happening at DOJ and what's happening at the FBI and what's happening on the southern border. They admit in these discussions the last couple of days there's six million illegal aliens here on Biden's watch. I think the numbers actually will be 10 at the end. President Trump's saying 15, but by the time it's all over, it's 10. And we've had reporters down from the Darien Gap years ago, and now CNN's down there in Tapachula. And uh, this is amazing. See, you know, Aaron Burnett, it's a CNN exclusive. This is huge. The 6,000 that we reported on weeks ago, it's all a big reveal to them. Lace them up tight and lace them up high because the next 72 hours are going to be quite brutal and you're going to have a lot of revelations here. Who's prepared to fight? Who is going to fight? Who is going to have your back? Take a short commercial break. Be back in a moment. And you are There's a lot to be nervous about out there. Open social media or turn on the news and all you see is crime and societal decay. A lot of people just run out and buy a gun and then it sits in a safe. If there's ever an emergency, they're not going to be prepared and run the risk of hurting themselves or others. There's no way around it. You need to train and you need to train often. Unfortunately, it's time-consuming to go to the range, assuming there's even one nearby and ammo prices are through the roof. 
iTarget was invented so you could practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, compete with friends, or use it to safely train friends and family who are new to firearms. Go to iTargetPro.com and get 10% off at checkout when you use offer code Bannon. This is the smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of their regimen. Get yours today. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon. iTargetPro.com. Action, action, action. And Naomi biting. And this one is a famous one. Everybody knows this one. This is a famous one that says, I hope you all do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you, I won't make you give me half your salary. Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw a text message like this in a potential money laundering operation or a potential pay-for-play operation, would you be looking for information related to money going from son to father? Absolutely, without a doubt. Thank you. Next slide. Oh, this is a fun one. Ladies and gentlemen, this one is from 2018. This is about four months before Joe Biden launched his campaign for president of the United States, December 2018. The highlight is, this is a text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden was in a bad way, by the way. He was, he was really strung out. He lost a bunch of money. He needed help. Jim Biden says, this can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. It'll probably take several months and everybody can read the text. Ms. O'Connor, Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw a text message like this between the president's brother and the president's son, wouldn't you be concerned about them trying to give plausible deniability for the president of the United States to not have any knowledge of said business dealings. It's worth Gentlemen, time's expired, but please answer the question. It's worth investigating. Mr. Dubinsky? I would agree. I would, I would investigate this. I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Gentlemen, yields back. Before I recognize... Okay, that was uh, Byron Donald. So you've got hammers, and the question's going to be, but remember, you're going to get crossed. This is one of the issues, I never talk about my case here, but one of the issues on appeal is that um, what I said is that in the J6, when Nancy Pelosi threw out um, uh, the folks that, uh, that McCarthy put on it, led by Jim Jordan, Nancy Pelosi just assigned it. You didn't have a ranking, you didn't have a ranking member and you didn't have a minority council. You couldn't cross-examine. We wouldn't have the Cassidy Hutch Cassidy Hutchinson wouldn't be sitting over the $2 million book deal. And we have a special thing, the team at Real America's Voice and our own Crack Squad put together that we'll play this afternoon. It's amazing uh, on that. But she never got crossed. This is why I had all this crazy stuff about Trump and all this other stuff. No, had no cross-examination. That's the way these committees are supposed to work. This impeachment committee is structured the right way. You've got a ranking member and you've got a counsel. And you've got those, every witness is going to get crossed. And this is where you've got to make the case. This is where this thing has to be orchestrated, choreographed, narrative. We're going to get back more into five. We're, okay, Charlie Kirk's up next. Pasobic after that. We're back five to seven. We're streaming. We're going to stream the appropriations process still going on, and we're going to stream the impeachment so people can watch both of them on the different sites and check with Grace and Mo and Carly Bonet and everybody 
We'll be putting out there where we're streaming. Make sure you get into it. I'll be jumping in and out of the chats as we go all afternoon. Mike Lindell, uh, talk about under siege. Uh, Mike Lindell, the great workers at the great company, MyPillow.com. Uh, how are we doing, sir? You guys, I'll tell you, everybody's responding, Steve. I was at the factory yesterday, and everybody's so grateful. The war room policy has been just, uh, during this time where American Express has canceled us, uh, they've lifted us up. And uh, we've got everything, uh, all these things on sale now. If you go to MyPillow.com, go down to, it says Steve Bannon Specials. Uh, the one that everyone's on, grabbing right now to help my employees is the MyPillow 2.0. This pillow is added that new technology, that cooling technology with the same my pillow patent and fill, queen size 50% off, $39.98. King size just $5 more. And then, Steve, we got these today. We've got the, the roll and go anywhere pillows. Like this one says, with God, all things are possible. All these things, we've got flags and everything on those, 50% off those. Got the kitchen towels that are in everybody. It's a 25% on all these kitchen towels. And remember, I designed them so they actually dry the dishes. They actually work, just like our bath towels, which are also uh, $39.98 for a six-pack uh, six set. And then we have all the slippers we put on exclusively for the War Room Posse. These are the our, our original My Slippers uh, and uh, all different size designs, and you can get them for yourself. What an early Christmas gift. And then we also have the MyStore.com. You can go there. We have the My Coffee. We have everything there. If you go to My Pillow, go down to the War Room Square. It says Steve Bannon Specials. This is for all you guys for helping us out. And... I, I can't thank everybody enough, Steve. Everybody has responded and has helped us when we needed it most at my pillow. Uh, that yeah. what happened last week with America was devastating to the company, but we're getting American through. Express. I'm very excited. Another big today. financial institution trying to put you out of business, Mike. You're going to be back on the five o'clock show, so Mike's going to join us again with an update. We need updates since major financial institutions are trying to put this great American company by a great American entrepreneur out of business. So we're in the trenches fighting for you. One more time, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Mike, thank you so much. We'll see you this afternoon. And tell everybody yeah, in the factory for floor yeah. we got their back. Thank you. Our thank objective you. is full capacity, full capacity in Minneapolis. Okay, um, we're winning this baby. Here's how I know we're winning this baby. They're over in the Senate right now, breaking news uh, from, on, uh, on uh, Twitter right now. They're in a room over there trying to add another shiny toy. They're trying to add a... A border provision to the CR from the Senate so they can sit here and jam us up tomorrow and say, well, you're going to sit there and you're, you're, you're not going for these cuts and you're not going for border security. You're, not, you're going to not close down the border. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. At midnight on the 30th, we begin the process of definancing Leviathan, definancing the administrative state, definancing the deep state, definancing something the founders of this republic never intended. And if they came back today, they would spit on the floor about what we've allowed to happen. And yes, in the establishment conservative media, in the rhinos, in the donors class, they hate this. They hate the unwashed masses that have brought us to this point in the cusp of victory. So everybody strap in. It's going to get quite bumpy. We're going to be back here 5 to 7 live. We're going to be up on the streams. I'll be jumping in and out. The constant information flow 
as we juggle many balls here. Also, go to Birch Gold. I need you in the third installment is the debt trap. This is all free. Read the debt trap. Make sure you understand. The fourth installment is called the assassination of American prosperity. Guess who it's about? Establishment Republicans. From 13 to 15 August of 1971, they took us off the convertibility of the U.S. dollar, the Federal Reserve note into gold. The purchasing power of that piece of paper has dropped 87%. This is why the BRICS, the BRICS got plenty of people that went to MIT and Harvard and the University of Chicago, and they know how to work in HP-12C. They understand what the Federal Reserve is doing to them, jamming them up. They've had a belly full of it. That's why they've begun the de-dollarization process. Billy Joe Shaver, get thee behind me, Satan. Take us out. Charlie Kirk next. See you back here at 5. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.